0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Chalk Podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I'm your host, John. Very happy to be here. My brother, Jay, his over there in the six. How you doing, my brother?
1: I got it back at it again. Oh, my gosh. We back at it again. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Living better. Um, excited for the matchups tonight as we speak. Uh, Cleveland, Cleveland Cavaliers. Boston Celtics No, you got your the Lakers and uh, Timberwolves going at it tonight but I'm but other than that man other than basketball I'm, I'm living doing fine it's the weekend here as we're recording Jay but how you feeling how you doing?
0: Feeling good, Jay. Just like just like how Drake says, you know, feeling good, living better. It's whatever. Yeah, you know what okay, I'm saying? Okay, my city's okay, okay. like okay. Mac Dre in the bay. You know what I'm yeah,
1: <laughs> Shout out the bay though.
0: Shout, shout out, the bay out the bay, definitely. But uh it's good yeah. to see good to see you, my brother. Um, I'm also happy it's the weekend, Friday, October 28th, for anybody out there that is uh keeping track. And uh you already know what it is, man. Another episode, another uh, fire debates, fire segments. We're gonna be uh you know recapping, recapping some games later on. We're gonna be talking about some news around the league. Um we've got some uh overrated, underrated segment. So a lot, a lot jam-packed episodes. So if you're out there at home, man, make sure if you're on YouTube, you smash that subscribe button, leave a nice comment down below. If you're on uh Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of our um podcast lovers man make sure you leave a nice ranking and uh leave a nice little uh, uh, comment down below as well man but fall all that's yep. out the way jay you ready to get into this uh some of this nba talk jay yeah uh, all right go. jay i like that i like let's go that. let's go let's do it jay let's do it jay so we're gonna we're gonna kick it off with some spicy jay i'm talking about you know you know the tea, Jay. you know what i'm saying I, we're gonna be in the in the rumor mill like yes is um with this first story, Jay, and that's uh, Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns said something that was kind of questionable, Jay. So I'm just going to go ahead and play it for the family out there and for you, my brother, you know, let me know your thoughts. I'm just going to go ahead and, and uh, run this right here of Carl Anthony Towns. But This is a post game interview. Ant was just telling us that he puts a lot of this on him and he's got to be better in back-to-backs that he has not done that so far. Can you help him through that?
1: Or just is that a young player trying to figure out what to do in this league and how to... How to answer the bell two nights in a row? I mean, like I, that. I, you know, I, 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 maybe I could do a better job of teaching him how to take care of his body, you know, diet and everything. So, that will be on me. Um, I know y'all think it's funny up here when he talks about Popeyes and all that shit. You know that that doesn't that doesn't make me happy to hear. You know, we're high level athletes. So,
0: initial thoughts. Let me know, Jay. What are you thinking from those comments?
1: Um, it's interesting. It's interesting. You know, I never like to read too much into these type of comments, but number one, we got to look at who the Timberwolves are right now. There's this team who traded a lot of assets, who traded a lot of picks for, you know, a defensive player, two time defensive player of the year and Rudy Gobert. So obviously a management thinks they're going to be a, a better team, a better regular season team. Um, They're going to be definitely a team who's going to compete for a high level, a high seed in the playoff team. And they've been struggling. They've been struggling significantly. I mean, you look at their losses, they've lost to the Jazz. They've lost to a lot of lesser opponents as we would have teams, you know, ranking wise. Obviously, any team night to night can be anyone in the NBA, but this is a team who's struggling. And their leader, um, a guy who's, you know, multiple time all star is Carl Anthony Towns. But, you know, he's never really been, you know, a quote unquote leader, right? Like guys haven't really, from what we heard, we're not in the locker room. This is just what we hear. Kind of, you can read body language on the floor, right? And I don't look at Cat as a guy who's been a leader, right? Um, at this point in his career, he's seven years, eight years into his career. I don't really see him look to, don't think guys recognize him as a leader, right? And for him to make those comments, I don't know. It's a little fishy. It's a little odd, right? There. It's already a team who's struggling. It's already a team who's kind of pointing the finger each other ways because you got to, there's a reason. There's no reason why you should be losing. They've got some guys out. They've got some bench players out, but not enough, you know, Kyle Anderson, Austin Rivers, but it's not enough to where I think they should be losing games at this point. So it's a little concerning, you know, especially the fact you're professional athletes, but telling a guy how to, you know manages his, his body and how he eats a little questionable jay that's all i'll say but how are you feeling about this comments yeah jay i'd I like mean, to I'm, see it this early on in the season man but
0: yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't really like to see it either yeah I, that, that's that was the first thought that i had was like man i mean i get it you guys are professional athletes but you're your own man he's his own man Like he's gonna make his own life decisions like mm-hmm. what are you what are you talking about sitting over here trying to tell somebody else you know how to eat but 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 what i think like one of the things that i thought when i first saw this was just like like the question had nothing to do with anthony edwards is, is diet like if you really think about it that came out of left field like when i was first watching this video i was like well where did i understand you know you're talking about you know anthony edwards you know wants to take it serious wants to take it to the next level but like there's so many things that you can also talk about that prevents you from taking to the next level rather than just diet like i'm sure there's a lot yeah. of other things that not only carl anthony towns was doing when he was a youngin but ant is doing that is preventing mm-hmm. him you know from 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 going on to the uh to that next level i do love how you talked about about you know their slow start. I think that, that definitely has a bit to do with it. But I also think Jay has a little bit to do with the fact that Carl Anthony Towns is recognizing that, bro, I'm not gonna be that guy. Like, Anthony Edwards is gonna be that guy. And I'm yeah. not maybe, maybe this is me, you know, reading into it a little bit too much, but I don't know. Maybe he's trying to make Car- Anthony or Anthony Edwards not look as good because Carl Anthony Towns is he wants to be that guy in Minnesota. You know, maybe that might be a stretch on my end, but I mean nah. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns, that was that was came out of left field, man. That was completely uncalled for calling somebody else out, especially like you supposed to be the OG on a team. You've been on the league for a couple of years now. So, you know, as an OG, you're not supposed to be ratting out your youngins to the world. You know, so big issue for
1: that. If not now, if not now, if not already, Anthony Edwards is going to be Minnesota. I've been saying that is going to be the case since last year. We saw what, how Anthony Edwards was playing, what he was doing, how he facilitates, and kind of just steps up as you know the alpha of the team, right? I think at this point in, in his career, we, like I said, I was saying earlier, he's seven, cats, seven years, eight years into his career, who he is now, who he's always been in his career. I don't, we're not going to see a different, just all of a sudden, this late into your career, you're not going to flip a switch and be a different player and who you've always been. So at this point and what we've seen early from anthony edwards in his career he has that step up dog uh, alpha mentality if you will if you you know we often society society-wise societal-wise overuse the word alpha but in this context i believe anthony edwards fits that mold right he he's has that take charge mentality he has that i want to be the one mentality and maybe like you said cat is starting to see that so Could be kind of just a little saltiness, but I'm gonna. I kind of have the the vibe now, and I'm getting the sense, and we're gonna see this early on if this ship continues to sail in the wrong direction. Minnesota could be in a situation where they just flip the script and say we're gonna build around Anthony Edwards and Rudy Gobert because they've already flipped and they already traded enough assets. So my thinking is, Cat could be out the door. D'Angelo Russell, you get some other assets. To build around uh, Anthony Edwards and and uh, Rudy Gobert, and we could see a different look Timberwolves if this if this proves it hasn't worked out. Because so far that's been what it what's it been what it has been Timberwolves that two man big lineup. You thought they'd be a nine seed originally. It hasn't been working out. We can we're gonna see if they can try to get back on the on the rails against a struggling Lakers team tonight. But I mean. Both of these teams are trying to get their footing right now, so I'm interested to see that matchup, Jay. But weird comment, weird comment, uh, weird, weird. Uh, like you said, context. So
0: yeah, that was that was definitely iffy coming from a teammate, Awkward. man. But we got we got to uh, yeah. we got to keep keeping an eye on uh, Minnesota over there, Jay. But uh, let's go ahead and keep it pushing and just keep mm-hmm. let's stay along in the rumor mill. We're going to start talking about uh, drama land, and that's over there in Brooklyn. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets. I'm going to show you a video, Jay, that just just surfaced. Uh, Kyrie Irving had some uh, some some words for Ben Simmons. So uh, let me we'll, we'll talk after the video.
1: So in transition, but listen to what Kyrie Irving says to Ben Simmons. Shoot it, Ben! Shoot it, Ben! So Simmons immediately passes out of the paint instead of looking for a shot. Here's what Kyrie Irving had to say after the game. If we're going to come in and be honest as a team, I'm I'm not trying to just be critical over what Ben's done right or done wrong every single night. He has the skills to be a great professional. Um, he's done it in the past, and he hasn't played in two years. So you guys keep coming in here asking me, like, what about Ben? What about Ben? And it's just he hasn't played in two years. Give him give him a chance. F- you know what I mean? We stay on his. We're just here to give him positive affirmations uh, while he's out there and just let him hoop. You know, we want Ben to be uh, you know, aggressive every single play. And we want him to get assist every single play. We want him to rebound, we want him to play it against the best player. We want him to do all the things that you know, he, we know he's capable of. But at this time, he's going to have to work himself into his own confidence and feel good about himself. And I'm not gonna say I'm being patient or humble about it, but Uh, the reality is that we're just going to keep having to try this experiment every single night until we get the right recipe
0: jay my brother my brother my brother let me know what are you feeling uh did you hear that thoughts
1: yeah i'm not not reading too much into that what Kyrie said is is completely true you know media tries to get a rise tries to get you know a a negative reaction or or something out of these guys consistently i feel like that's something that it's their job obviously they're trying to get snippets they're trying to get quotes and and it's no no question no there's no hidden secret there's no lies of you know ben simmons hasn't played basketball in over almost yeah two years or something a year didn't play for a whole the whole season last year. And he's trying to get his footing. He's with a brand new team. He's never played with Kevin Durant. He's never played with Kyrie Irving. They're unicorns in their own light, like two of the best shot makers in the NBA. And he's also trying to get his rhythm back, try to get, you know, his confidence back and all of that. So it's one of those things where, you know, you look at Ben Simmons, you look at Kyrie Irving, you look at Kevin Durant, and those are three completely different people, three completely different, you know, players. And what Kyrie's saying is, you know, very true, right? You know, one of the things that stuck out to me was that Kyrie said that, you know, you're we're trying to find the right recipe, and that's what exactly what Brooklyn is trying to do, as are a lot of teams. Even could be the same could be said for Minnesota, where they're going to struggle with continuity, they're gonna struggle early in the season. And that's exactly what we're seeing from uh Brooklyn. And I, I really don't have an issue or have question with whatever uh Kyrie said about Ben. Yeah. How dude, you feeling? Like, yeah, I don't I don't yeah.
0: I'm feeling I'm feeling like honestly with you post game like I I don't really have any issues with anything that he said post game. I do think it's something to note that the fact that um Kyrie Irving is he means probably hanging out with Ben Simmons more than really anybody right now at this point he's on his team and he came out and told the world like and I don't know if everyone caught that but he said he's gonna have to get his confidence back and all this back which I guess we we as you know fans knew but I mean deep deep down inside at least me personally I thought well like Ben Simmons is an NBA player man he's got at least a, some you know some amount of confidence so to really, you know, hear Kyrie Irving say that, that means that Kyrie's seeing Ben on the day-to-day and he's seeing that his confidence isn't there. I think that's a, I, I think that's a big thing. And I mean, that's just like, he's just scared to shoot right now. But what I have the issue with is really what Kyrie said, like in the game, when, when he turned around and, you know, gave Ben Simmons the ball and he's like, shoot it, Ben, you know, in, in this, I know it's just in the, in the moment, you know, sometimes people even say or do things in the heat of the moment that they don't mean, but I just think that like, Would that shoot it, Ben uh, and Jay? You were going to relate to me on this, like as basketball players. You know when you're playing with somebody who. Like you keep give you keep giving them the ball for a layup and they keep dribbling back out and going to the three like that, like that's the situation mm-hmm. I feel that's going on. And Ben Simmons is scared to shoot. And if this is happening in practice and games and Kyrie Irving and all other Nets players, they have noticed this, that they've noticed in this. So I think that Kyrie right there just got frustrated at and right there and gave him the ball. It was like, shoot it. You know, it was just telling him like, well, shoot the dang ball because like, this isn't, you need to shoot. This is, this is terrible. And I mean, I, that stat under the screen, right when Kyrie Irving was, was talking, it says that Ben Simmons, throughout the five games that the Nets have played, he has 21 points and he shot the ball. He shot the ball 20 times. Like, there's no way that Ben Simmons, as a starter on that Nets team, with the attention that KD and Kyrie are getting, should only have shot the ball 20 times within a span of five games. Ben, out of those five games, Ben Simmons has fouled out of two. And when you look at the, uh, the breakdown of shots per minute, Ben Simmons is taking the least amount of shots on that entire Nets roster. Not, not just in general, because you know, there's some players who get like a minute a game, but I'm saying shots per minute, Ben Simmons is taking the least amount of shots on the entire Nets, Nets roster. Uh, Just like how I said, I think the man is just scared to be judged. Um, He's scared to shoot the ball, whether make miss layup three free throw, like he's just scared to do it. And um, another issue that I have, Jay is, um, You know, when Ben Simmons, um, when Ben Simmons brings the ball up court, I'm seeing at times Ben Simmons is is still bringing the ball up court for whatever reason. And I I don't understand. And I I actually have a little clip here to show. um, I asked to like when Ben Simmons brings the ball up court it literally just kills the Nets offense. Like they don't have any options as to what to do when uh, Ben Simmons is bringing the ball up court after a defense has been set. So I'm going to roll this clip right here, Jay. And we can just talk about it a little bit.
1: And you don't have a threat at the initial action up the floor. And everybody defensively knows it to me, this is just wasted time. And as long as they continue to insist that this is your point guard it is going to continue to be talked about
0: by us because it's not. about... And that's exact. That's exactly what I wanted to show right there, Jay. I don't know if you heard right there what Tim Legner was talking about. And this is really what I've been talking about since two thousand since two thousand and sixteen. When you have a player like Ben Simmons on the court, it, it 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 just takes away, especially when Ben Simmons is running your point guard. It takes away so many other options for all other all other four players on the court. When it, it literally becomes a four on five if the if the defense Is set up. And when you run the pick and rolls, like right there, how how Tim Leger was talking about, when he's bringing the ball up court, if he's walking the ball up court, if he's doing anything besides on the transition going downhill ben simmons is just useless because as a defense you're just going to give him that lebron treatment that he gave a couple of years ago where he literally just turns his back towards you and stays in the paint and you're just going to double the roll man or you're going to go double a kb or you're going to go double a kyrie so it kills any fluidity it kills anything that the nets want to have going positively on offense man so honestly jay um i just again and he's here getting on ben simmons i don't even think he's an nba player at this level i don't believe he should be on the nba team and i guarantee to you i i do know jay for i do know that you you and uh you and garrett were a little thrown back at the fact that i had him in the ninth seed i still got him at the ninth seed and i promise you i promise you they will do nothing this year as long as ben simmons is on that team if ben simmons is on that team that team will go nowhere
1: Ah, Jay, I, I, I think you're going a little far to saying they won't go anywhere. And here's what I say: the only thing that Ben Simmons do, he can dribble, he can pass, he can shoot. He, are sorry, he can't. He can't really shoot. He can defend. He can dribble. He can pass. He can shoot. Sorry, he cannot shoot, but he can defend. I don't know why I keep saying he can shoot because he definitely can't. But here, I his game. And what he does, his skill set is so unique and and similar to one player. And that player is Draymond Green. He won't ever be the shooter that Draymond Green is, but it's similar. The way he can impact the game defensively, he might not be that he doesn't have the prowess That he has off ball but he can develop that he's still young I don't know if he has the motor that Draymond Green has, but he has similar characteristics and he's even bigger than him, he can develop in that player and all he has to do the simple fix that he has to change he I don't think he'll ever develop into a three point shooter but when he is attacking downhill if he looks at the basket he starts using the floater which we saw a little bit against Dallas where he was a little more aggressive uh, offensively. He could have been more uh, aggressive offensively, but we saw shells of that Jay, but saying he shouldn't be the NBA player. I have to pull back. That's absurd. He's definitely skilled enough. He's at defensively as a, as a passer, as a playmaker to be in the NBA. So I, I have to push back. I don't agree with you on that, but I will say that all he has to do is be a threat offensively. And, when they when the Brooklyn Nets get back Seth Curry, when Joe Harris is fully healthy, they have enough shooters and enough talent to around him where if he's a threat going downhill and he actually looks to lay the ball or dunk the ball in the in the rim, they the Nets are gonna be just fine. So I still have to don't agree with you on that he's not an NBA player because he, he's definitely an NBA player and that the Nets will be ninth. When they get it all together, they they start having that continuity and figuring out guys' roles, the Nets will be just fine just can't with that see, talent.
0: I just can't see it, Jay. I just can't see it because even if – uh, I agree. If Ben Simmons is going downhill, if he's looking for a floater, yes, he's a threat. But the game isn't played downhill 90, 95% of the time. 95% of the time, somebody's getting a bucket and the defense is set on the other end. So that means that Ben Simmons is – Bringing the ball down court with the defense that's already set up, so that's why I'm saying. And then even if you move him to that to that four or five position, okay, he's going to be the role, man. Still, you can if he fades for any reason on the roll, man, you could just forget about him. And again, you're right back to that four four on five scenario. Ben, I mean, Ben Simmons, yes, I'll give it to you. He's a good defender, but he's not the defender that I think people give him. People were people are remembering him from Philly. He, and In Philly, when he was young, when for whatever reason he was still feeling it, yeah, he was a good on-ball defender. I know Luca is a once-in-a-generational, might be the greatest player right now, but Luca torched him, torched him. Benton's yeah, condoning. I will,
1: Jay. I will say this. I will say this. As the, as it's currently constructed in their offense of having them bring the ball up, I don't think that the Nets will be successful. All but the only switch that Steve Nash needs to make is moving him to a screening position where he's not even, or he's in the dunker spot. He's either in a screening position or he's in the dunker spot. He's rolling and he's in a similar position where he's making those decisions that Draymond makes at the high post where he's either looking for a cutter, he's attacking downhill and getting that way. And then he has shooters surrounding him so he can drive, kick. and he. But that's where he has to be. Like to your point, he has to be looking to score first and then the defense will respect that they have to crash, and then there's he's got shooters all around them. He's surrounded by shooters. A full, fully healthy Brooklyn has the shooters to compete with Ben Simmons on the floor. But I don't think, like you said, as if they're going to continue. And Tim Legler said it to himself: if they have him at the point guard role, defenses aren't going to respect him when he's dribbling the ball at the board. But a simple fix is putting him in as a screener, having him catch it at the high post and making those reads off of that. Cause he has the basketball IQ to make those reads. He just has to look to be aggressive and score first. And then the defense will open up and he'll have options that way.
0: Jay, I'm going to just, I'm going to clip this and just send this to Steve Nash real quick. I'm going to be like, here you go. <laughs> here, Steve Nash somebody. is on a hot
1: seat, man. <laughs> <Steve> <laughs> been on a hot He's seat. on a hot seat. Yeah. Steve Nash is on I'm a hot seat. But yeah, him.
0: Jay. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll go ahead and wrap up this Ben Simmons, uh, you know, it's a segment or whatever, but. Ben Simmons, yeah, I just am irate with him. Ben, I would rate with him since the second he got drafted. I can't believe he was the number one overall pick. I really cannot believe that. (laughs) But okay. All right, Jay, let's go ahead and keep it pushing, Jay. Let's get to uh, our next segment here. And uh, that is our overrated or underrated segment. I got a good amount of players here uh, pulled up, Jay. I'm going to say their name. Um, And if you know, for, for the family on YouTube, you will, you know, see their, you know, face and the player right there so um you know there's perks of being on youtube (laughs) perks of being on youtube but uh jay i'm gonna basically read these players off and i want you to tell me uh, are they overrated or are they underrated and you know maybe a reason or two as to why you think that yep all right jay let's go ahead and get into it the first player that we have here is rj barrett
1: rj barrett if we look at his contract he's he's got to be overrated and i and i you know, it's tough saying a player is overrated, but I'm just looking at off based off what he's paid and what he's produ- producing, right? You know, you look at his stats, and I'm just going to look statistically. He's 17 per, he's seventeen points per game, six rebounds, um, two assists per game, with a true shooting percentage of 44%. And I look, he's got to have the itty-bitty, itty-bitty bag, the Smallest bag in the league, right? This dude predicated on getting down downhill, but it seems like he just has no moves and no creativity um, going down going downhill. It's just really, really, honestly hard to watch. Since he's coming to the NBA, I don't really truly believe he's improved his shooting um, to the point he's a high ball vol- He's a high volume shooter, high volume uh, scorer, right? He's scoring 20 points, close to 20 points per game. That's what he scored last year, but on high volume, right? I think for the amount of shots, um, the usage that he gets, almost anyone, you know, any any person in the league, I'm not going to say anyone in the NBA because that might be a little disrespectful to RJ because he is talented, but for his price point, what he's getting paid in his role, I think he's he's overrated, man, um, especially being the third pick in the NBA draft. Couple years ago, um, I would say he's an overrated, man. Um, and the praise that he gets and and the love that Thibodeau gives him, Jay. But how are you feeling about RJ? Overrated, underrated?
0: Yeah, Jay, I'm feeling right there. Uh, overrated. I think that that little run that the Knicks had, um, I believe, believe, yeah, the year before last just kind of had you know hyped up a little bit of the Knicks fans when Julius Randle went down and RJ Barrett picked it up, but did, he didn't do that for a full season though. So I think that people just are kind of if placed them in that, like he'd do that for a full season type thing.
1: Facts. And I will, one thing I forgot to mention when I watch him play, when I actually sit down and watch RJ Barrett play, I don't think he has a high motor. I don't think he, I don't like the amount of intensity that he plays with. I think he's lacking in that department. Even when I look with his, his size, his frame and his athletic ability, he should be a much better defender than he is. And I think a lot of that do a lot of, a lot of that, The reason for that is he's not giving that effort on the defensive end. He's putting it, saving it for some reason on the offensive end, and he's not even scoring. He's not even producing at a high rate, a true shooting percentage that's so low, right? And he's not giving that effort. Similarly to a guy like, I don't know if it's the fit. I don't know if it's setting. I don't know if it's an organization. I'm not going to put him on the same level as Andrew Wiggins, but he's certainly underperforming to that level, of an early in his career. Um, Andrew Riggins, right. And it might be New York might be the Knicks organization coaching. I don't know, but he's truly been disappointing this far in his career. And I would call him overrated.
0: Yeah. Jay, right there with you, my brother. Next player we got here is, uh, (laughs) this one is going to be good. Jay Dejounte Murray.
1: Dejounte Murray. I would say he's a little underrated, man.
0: Wow, I would say he's a little underrated. Okay.
1: Um, For the lines he was putting up, right, we're talking about a guy, DeJounte Murray. Yeah, sneakily, you know, averaging last season with the Spurs, 21 points, nine assists, eight rebounds a game, 68 games, you know, courtesy of Stab Muse. And he was selected, although be a fill-in for Draymond Green, to his first All-Star game. You know, this this guy is serious, a true defensive threat. Um He's shown, he's proved this season that he can play off ball. He can play on ball. Um, and that, is, uh, when I'm saying that, you know, alongside a ball-dominant ball, ball dominant guard in Trey Young, um, he's shown off his ver- defensive versatility. So uh, I, I really love how, how DeJounte Murray can change the game um, in a lot of ways. And I, I think he's overlooked. Uh, we're going to be seeing a little bit more of him in Atlanta. You know, they're not nationally televised that much but we'll definitely be seeing him more than when we saw him with the spurs and i, I think he's going to only continue to improve here um so i'd say he's a little underrated if we look at a large scale and what he can bring to a team um and a team success right because he plays hard he plays with the motor um he can create and he's become a better shooter each year in his uh, each year in his career too okay Jay, how do you feel how are you huh? feeling about dj murray
0: uh, honestly, Jay, I feel like I feel like DJ Murray is like one of those players who so I think right now it's it's like perfectly rated. I think it's you know he's probably he's not. I, I I wanted to go with Nah, you can't
1: ride defense. Ah, I, I didn't know that I didn't know there was a. Come on, hey, hold up, hold ah, up. I didn't right, know there was right, a. Jay. There's All a perfectly right, rated. You're, right, you're, right, you're asking you're... me if the player is underrated or overrated. And I I had no choice but to say he's underrated because I'm not going to say Dejounte Murray overrated. Are come on, no Jay.
0: You crack me up, my brother. You crack me up. Are you right, Jay? I'm not, I can't ride the fence. So if I can't ride the fence, then I'm definitely not going underrated. Jay. I can't I can't go underrated. He just, he just got he just got an all-star like selection wow. i understand that it is because of a feeling but he just got an all-star selection man honestly i'm and i don't think he's You don't all-star. think he was deserving though no jay, I don't did know.
1: i did you hear not i hear the stats i just wrote off,
0: <laughs> i heard what you said jay it was impressive man, it was,
1: he was averaging a damn near triple double
0: it was it was impressive but he was losing on the spurs
1: but i mean who was he playing with
0: <laughs> okay but i mean i'm not i'm i'm not i'm not I'm not taking no loser in my, in my all-star book, Jay. That's all I'm saying, Jay. I'm not taking no loser.
1: But that makes him overrated. Yeah,
0: to, to the point where he's getting all-star selections.
1: Mm, we gotta pull up the all-star list then. Cause we there, there were some guys who are losing on that team. There
0: were some okay. Let's let's pull up the all-star. Yeah. The all- from last up
1: year. Them yet. yeah, we we gotta pull it up. Definitely some losers on that list.
0: Let's see, Jay. Let's see.
1: Teams that are losing, not, not <laughs> losers. <laughs> Players that are Just all losing people. teams. I let, was me straight re, up, let me rephrase that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess he was the worst player, like on the worst team. He, yeah. he was, but I, I, I still couldn't t- I c- can't put that against him because the organization is clearly not looking to win now. Right? I mean, I'm not going to hold that against him.
0: Okay, And when we
1: talk about players who are, you know, up there and, and constantly mentioned, he's not one of those guys that I would say, you know, DeJounte Murray, he's constantly mentioned. He's constantly um, mentioned as a two-way, one of the two-way, best two-way point guards in the NBA. He's not in that conversation. and I think he should be right At even best perimeter defenders. He should be in that conversation, but he's not. So that's why I have to add on to the fact he's underrated
0: okay jay honestly i mean yeah yeah i mean he, 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 he did, he did his thing for this he too. did his thing jay you might you you might have gotten younger, so so he, he's doing his thing but i don't know man i was just i still don't know if i could have him as, as an all-star man just can't be i need a winner i need a winner but all right jay let me let me move on to this next this next one's a good one jay i, I struggled with this one um but then i ultimately went with underrated but the next player jay is Stephen adams
1: Stephen adams fun, man I would say underrated because of what he brings to to a team. He's never going to be, when I mentioned the statistics for DeJounte Murray, he's not going to, Stephen Adams is a guy who's going to fill up the stat sheet, but he's going to make winning plays. He's going to make those 50-50 ball plays. Um, he's going to bring you, he's going to set good screens. Um, he, he's going he's gonna to make some hard fouls. <laughs> Um, he's gonna change the game in different ways, right? He's gonna get test shots at the rim, um, but yeah, he just does all those little things that make you an underrated player, and make you underrated to the value of your team. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm agree. That's actually a no brainer for me. Yeah,
0: huh? that's a no brainer. Okay. You struggle with
1: that? I, I think that's easy. No underrated.
0: Okay, okay, I like that, Jay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, because I mean if you look at his numbers, I you could if you're not watching the games, you could think like, man, Steven Adams sucks. But yeah, he mm-hmm. does do the things, you know, little nitty gritty things that will um make you underrated. But all right, Jay, a big time player right here, Jay. James Harden.
1: Ooh. For what he played like last year, I'll say overrated, man. Mm-hmm. Um for all the attention wanting out of of Brooklyn making a big fuss. there, wanting out of Houston. Um, he's had an okay start, but I mean, this team's not winning, right? They're, the Philadelphia 76ers are struggling. They haven't won games um, as we record here on the 28th of October, right? Um, before these seven o'clock games, the Philadelphia 76ers have been struggling up until this point, right? They're looking to win, win a game in, in Toronto after a back-to-back against them. But um I I just, I just don't think, and I, I'll say it throughout his career. I think he's been overrated, honestly. Um, like he, he's produced stats. He's always going to put up the best stats, but is his team, is he making plays winning plays in the right moments for his team in the playoffs? Um, is he coming up and big in a game seven? <laughs> he hasn't. He hasn't. Uh, we're yet to see him do it. So until then, Mr. Harden's overrated to me.
0: Yeah, Jay, I'm right there with you, man. I mean, oh, I think yeah, I, I I think it was overrated to put him uh, when they put him on the top 75 list. Like that's that that's that's what I think he was. He's been overrated, I think, really since you know his Houston days. Which don't get me wrong, like part of playing basketball is you know playing the game and bending the rules, and that's kind of what he was doing. But I don't think you know that makes him a um, top 75 player or, ne- or neither. Uh, all the love and the, the respect that he gets so I'm definitely right there with you from what we've seen of James Harden he's definitely um, overrated but all right Jay next player uh, this one we got this player and one more DeAndre Aiden
1: I'll say overrated um, for all for what, what he gets paid and what he does and how, what he could be honestly he has all the tools he has everything to be successful but I don't know if it's the system holding back or what in, in, in Phoenix. He doesn't get it done for me. Um, similar to a guy like we we just talked about Stephen Adams and what he does. DeAndre Ayton could be so damn dominant every single game. And I just, he just doesn't get it done. There's games that he could take over. I don't know. Obviously he's a big man. He's not bringing the ball up the court, but is there times where, He could he could dominate. He could bully his matchup. um, He could win his matchup. He could be the more physical guy. He could change more shots. He could he could block more shots. He could be more of a defensive presence. Absolutely. And Deandre Ayton doesn't do that all the time. He doesn't. He's consistent. Sometimes he looks like the best player on the floor at times, and then other times you forget he's even there. Um, And for a first pick guy just earned a big contract that's overrated for me, man. Um, that's over. I'm going to say right now for right now, I'll say overrated.
0: Wow. Jay, that's crazy. That's crazy. A guy who couldn't
1: even play, who couldn't even, wasn't even, couldn't even be on the floor in a game seven elimination game of the Western conference semifinals.
0: Wow. Jay, look, Jay, I know you're a Warriors fan, Jay, but I don't know if I could go with Deandre Aiden as as a overrated. Yeah? I mean, the man last year averaged a double-double. The year every year he every year he's been in the league he's averaged a double-double. Um I do I do uh, I do know that like he hasn't been the most consistently there co- consistently there, but every time he's been there, I mean, averaging averaging a double-double, um 10 plus rebounds. 14 or and the lowest lowest points he scored I believe was stats 30. don't matter
1: though Jay yeah, it's matter. not all about stats. about stats it's not yeah. all about but stats. And then, but
0: and then you, you've said
1: even points. said it yourself before yes, I
0: agree it's not all about stats but he, it's not like he doesn't do it on the court we just saw it against the Warriors like he dominated the Warriors he used his he used his big his big presence he went inside he killed the glass like he can do these things I agree it's not about numbers
1: he doesn't do it consistently though he doesn't do not do. He does not do it consistently. That's what I just said. There's times. He, yes, the Warriors game. He did take over the game, but he doesn't do that consistently. That's what I just said. In Game Seven, he couldn't even be how on the he, floor. He, he got played average. off the floor he's, in that Dallas series. He got played off the average. floor
0: every every year by Maxi Kleba
1: and Dwight Powell. Every year he got played off the no, floor. The, the
0: Suns got the Suns choked in general. The sun the Suns choked. Every year since
1: regular season team so I agree every year
0: since every year since Deandre Aiden has been in the league Jay he's averaged 10 or more rebounds or 14 or more points every year how is that not consistent I understand he's maybe he's not there It's for
1: consistent all. but I'm saying I'm saying for what he's paid and what he brings you night to night I I can't I can't say he's I say he's overrated
0: okay okay
1: he can he can bring out stats but i'm judging off what i see on the floor similar to what i see from steven adams on the floor that's why i said he's overrated yes he has great stats it looks all pretty this and that so does russell westbrook even last season he had great stats you know for for compared to what his season he he actually he averaged what close to a triple double doesn't matter we know what he is to the lakers right so that's what I'm trying to say. If we're making it, maybe not on the same scale. I'm not comparing DeAndre and what he does for the Suns to R- Russell Westbrook and the Lakers. But what I'm saying is you can make stats fit any narrative. But I'm saying on the floor, the proof is in the pudding. DeAndre Aiden doesn't get it done night to night consistently Man. when he has all the tools to do so.
0: That's crazy, Jay. I mean, I, I, I understand, you know, where that perspective is coming from. I just, I would, I would have to disagree with this. One. I mean, he, he was the reason the Suns were, you know, big time uh, in, in that, in that championship run the, the two years that they were in because he's the, was the only big that could you know, really stretch the floor. But I, I get, I feel you. I feel you, Jay. And that's for all the family out there. Let us know is DeAndre Ayton overrated, underrated for all these players that we, that we listed off uh, overrated or underrated, Cause that that was a good one Jay this last one I have to ask you this one I was like oh I know jay's going going good this he's gonna like this one OG Ananobi, overrated or underrated that's a tough one jay
1: oh overrated underrated Ooh. i'll say i'll say underrated simply for the fact that i don't when we talk about perimeter defenders um and two way guys he's not mentioned. Up there, and he really is. He could get it done both defensively and offensively to a certain extent. He has been limited, but I think that's more so this year. We're seeing he's been limited in his shot attempts, his ushes, but it's simply the guys he has around him. He has Pascal Siakam, who's developing, continued to improve. Fred Van Vliet, who you know, one of the better guards, top ten guard in the NBA. Um, top ten point guards in the NBA, and then also uh, Gary Trent Jr., who's a high volume scorer. You know, he he puts them up. Scotty Barnes, who's coming into his own, missed some time here here early in the season, but you know he he's a high usage guy as well. So he's playing with a lineup, and arguably is a third or fourth option. But when we talk about best perimeter defenders, I think he's up there with them. He, he's he's guarding everybody's best players for the most part, best perimeter players. Um and he's not mentioned in that conversation as i and i think he should be more so so i mean but stats aside what he does on the defensive end and what he can give you offensively i'm going to go underrated um and he should be in that two way conversation um out there in the best of the league right in my opinion, Jay, but what do you feel?
0: Yeah, Jay, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm a big O.J. and a an no guy guy. Uh, I think he's he's really a, a star in, in his role. And if you look at, you know, being a star in your role, what is that? In a, another way, it's un, another way to say underrated. So, you know, he really stars in that guarding the other team's best player, you know, hustling, being that nitty-gritty player. But it's not like he's... You know, a Ben Simmons offensively, like he can get it done offensively as well. So, um, so yeah, I'm definitely right there with you, Jay, as far as you know, one of those, um, one of the best uh two way players in the league. So, um, shout out OG and Anobi, that was a great one. But, uh, all right, my brother, now we're gonna get into these games, uh, recapping these games that we have for the week. Um, uh, let me go ahead and kick it off. With um, the game that I, actually on our last episode we said this is the game we were looking forward to we said sparks was gonna fly and boy did it fly the Suns uh, beat the beat the Warriors one thirty four to one oh five on um, Tuesday the twenty fifth. Uh, man, Jay, this was one of those intense games. I felt like this was one of those deep playoff games, the way the fans were in it, the way the players were in it, coaches, people getting injections, technicals all over the place. I mean, this game started with the Suns. Uh, they started on fire, man. They scored 37 points in that first quarter. They were getting a lot of defensive stops. Um, we just talked, we just talked about, you know, DeAndre Aiden really, you know, using his, his big man presence. And it was clear that the Suns were targeting that early in the game uh they ended up finishing um the Suns ended up finishing with 62 points in the paint and DeAndre Aiden was definitely like a big reason of that um and then also Jay you know uh like not not as much as far as like on the game like just I still see that it factor with the Suns man because I, I, I'll be honest like when I watch the Suns sometimes I'm being like man I don't know if I still see it but this last game that I saw, I still saw that it factor, man, like uh, they still have that elite defense, whether it be on the low block or in, on the high perimeter. They can still shoot the lights out. They still got, you know, their one through 15 with real production. Like that was a thing that we, we all often talk about the Suns, how they all produce. Um, so, you know, that, that that was huge. That's just one thing I wanted to talk about on the Sun side of things on the Warriors Man, that second quarter, Jordan Poole came out on fire and the Warriors didn't have the greatest first first quarter, but then Jordan Poole led him to have a great second quarter, 37 points. Um, and then also Draymond Green. Now, I'm, I'm, this is why I'm actually happy that you mentioned Ben Simmons earlier, Jay, because like this is what Ben Simmons should you know strive to be like. Draymond Green is not a great offensive player, yet he scored 14 points and shot 70% from the field. From set, He was 7 of 10. He shot seven shot, 10 shots and made seven. I just think that for a role player, for someone who you're not, you're, you don't expect zero buckets to come from. You're just expecting leadership and defense for them to give you that. That is amazing. And that is because Jamar Green's actually looking to score. He's looking to get a bucket like how you like how you mentioned earlier. That's what Ben Simmons should do. Just even look that direction and you'll at least keep the defense guessing on their feet. Um, but then, Jay, then came that third quarter, and 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 I and I'll say this: Look, like if you just if you just look at the score, it could be like, man, the Warriors, you know, got blown out, had a bad game. Like, no, this was a good game. The Warriors had a good game, really up until that third. Like up in the midway to that third, the Suns really got under Clay Thompson's skin, and he got pissed. Like he just was living. Like I don't even see Clay. I've never even seen Clay that mad. I was actually Clay's first career ejection. Uh, so the Suns really got Clay out of his element just pissed off for whatever reason I wonder what was said and then after that I mean the Suns ended up going 11-0 run and it just seemed like the life was just kind of taken out of the Warriors after that Klay Thompson ejection and then the Suns ended up running away with it man but um, good 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 game uh did not expect to see a game this intense four or five games into the season but uh definitely liked that game but Jay how did you uh, how'd you feel about that game?
1: Yeah. Um, well, as they always do it, as they always do it, the regular season champ, Phoenix Suns, coming out hot, ready to go, and 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 it wasn't a surprise. Like the, the Phoenix Suns, to their credit, you know, a lot of team, a lot of people, not us actually, we had them higher ranked um, on our early season projections because they are. I I just believe this team is built for the regular season. Um, they they have such a, a deep roster. Um, in terms of how they're built um, and, and what the p- what players do well, but they came out ready. You could tell they were motivated. This is a team who got bounced um, early to their to their standards. Uh, they expected this to be the matchup, as did all of us. Expected this to be the Western Conference Finals last year, and we didn't get that because they didn't fulfill their end of the bargain. But um, I just I just think the the Suns are you know the Suns came out ready. They had everything. They got something to prove. And the Warriors, on their end, I think they came out sluggish. They came out not really caring because ultimately the Warriors this season don't really have any. They don't have. They have nothing to prove. They're the champions. They they took care of business last year. They won the NBA titles. And for the Suns, this was their title. They had to come in ready to prove something, and they certainly did. They came out with passion and presence. But on the other Warriors side of things, they don't really care. I mean. They're they're working in the young guys. They saw rotate. They 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 were experimenting with rotations during the game. We saw Kamingo, we saw Ty Jerome, we saw all these guys. That if this was a playoff game and this was the game they have to win, Steve Kerr's not going that deep into his bench. But what we begin, why I thought the Warriors would be a third seed in the regular season, because they're trying to integrate these young guys early on in the season. And that's what it's about for them. They have nothing to prove. They're the NBA champions, but to the sun's credit, they came in, took care of business and they punched the warriors in the mouth. Shout out Jack Landale, Jack Landale, uh, the Australian. He had a good game, but the sun's proved that this mattered to them. The regular season champs, the warriors didn't come in ready to play and they got beat. And, uh, and on clay's end, I will speak on that. Jay Um, in that situation, he wasn't having a good night, and I think it's going to be one of those dynamics that we're saying, like that big brother, little brother kind of thing with Devin Booker. Uh, I don't know what Devin Booker said, but he certainly got under Clay's skin, and I think this is we're going to start seeing a trend where Clay might be in situation where guys he was usually dominating, right, um, guys where he's. He's sunned them his whole career, but they're starting to, you know, get the best of him, right? Because he's getting older. He's had two of the worst injuries you can get as a professional athlete. Um, and and he, he, it might be a little hard for him to swallow, but he'll get his legs back um, eventually. But right now it's going to be hard for him to swallow. But also Devin Booker. You got no rings though, man. I will say that it, it, it's that's four the, four the, zero right now. That's that's, that's, it's that's 0 right now.
0: That's the Warrior
1: but, side of Jay coming out. Jay had a... Yeah, had a I, I just we just got it. You got it. But but to Devin credit, to Devin Booker's credit, I will say on the flip side, he he acknowledged that after he said that the Warriors are a team that that he they strive to be. They understand they're the champions. He's got mad respect for Clay Thompson. So shout out to Devin Booker coming in the post game interview. Um, and, and saying that that, that was big, uh, big respect. And at the end of the day, these are two competitors. When you step on the floor, it's all about who you who want, who, who the, the best man win. And that's that's what we saw out there, man.
0: Yeah, Jay. That's all I about, say about that game, Jay. It's all about, it's all about winning at the end of the day, uh, of course. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jay, definitely a great game. Only thing that I would have to push back on Jay is I I can't, Jay. There's no way that the Warriors didn't care about winning. This is a regular season. There's like maybe maybe it wasn't as big mm-hmm. as to, what to the Suns, but there's no way that they were like you know eating Jack in the Box prior to the game and coming into it nonchalantly.
1: They relative to, to the Suns, obviously but, they care about winning their competitors, but I'm saying relative to the Suns. And what the Suns wanted to prove there, there's a different level of competitive competition coming in. Obviously, when Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, the rest of the, those core guys step on the floor, they damn—they're the probably the best competitors in the NBA. Ultimately, the, the track record proves it. But um, I meant in terms of relative, Jay, sons, not okay. okay yeah, okay. between the Suns and where how what they needed to prove. Compared to the defending yeah, the, NBA champions.
0: Yeah, the Suns. Yeah, I agree. The Suns have, definitely had a lot to prove coming into that game. Um, just coming into this season. But all right, Jay, um, let me get to this game that happened on Thursday, the 27th. That was the Mavs and the Nets. The Mavs beat the Nets 129 to 125 in uh, one period of overtime. And I think, Jay, like I was mentioning earlier about Ben Simmons, the world is finally realizing Ben Simmons at his absolute best is a role player. He's a role player at his absolute best. And every next game that I watch, Jay, only confirms this. Every Nets game that I watch so far this season, Jay, only confirms that the Nets are not serious contenders. Uh, they rely solely on KD and Kyrie to create not like most of their offense. No, all of their offense. Um, uh, they, they they just simply aren't deep enough. They just simply aren't deep enough. They're extremely top-heavy. I talked about this in the, in the preseason uh, predictions and then defense, they're just too small. Claxton Simmons and I'm gonna need your help, Jay, on the name. But Wada Wada Yamba, how's that you say, Jay?
1: Uda and Abe, Yeah. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Jay. <laughs> exactly. So that they're just not gonna get it done uh, as far as far as bigs in, in the in the East. Uh, I know. I also noticed that especially that game. Sometimes the Nets seem to be running KD a little bit at that that four or five, sometimes they mix him up with Claxton or Simmons. Uh, but in my opinion, if you put KD at a four or five, like that's just too taxing on his body for an 82 game season. Uh, and then, you know, for the game, i mean, so of far as I like, talk about a little bit of the game, Luca started off with 13 points in that first quarter. Um, also was, was big because he helped JaVale get uh, get eight points in that first quarter. He assisted all of JaVale's points in that first. Um, and this game was close, very close and fun game, but Uh, At the end of the day, um, I think that the Nets stayed in this, and this was a nail biting game, Uh, 13 lead changes, but they stayed in this by the heroic performance of KD and Kyrie Irving. KD scored 37 points on 12 of 21, and Kyrie scored 39 points on 14 of 31. That means Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant took more than half of these shots, and I get it. That's Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, but you cannot tell me that that's a winning recipe against an actually good team, against a Bucks, against a, um, a the reigning champion like the Warriors, against good teams that can go deep. This is not a serious lineup, so that's why I again just harp on the fact that Nets are not serious. The Mavs on the other end, great team ball, twenty seven team assists. Um, their their other guys uh, shot fifty percent from 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 the three point line. Uh, Luca had his third career forty point triple double. Shout out Luca, I got him on my fantasy. Maybe the greatest decision I've made, next to giving my life to Christ. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> Luca had forty-one points, eleven rebounds, fourteen assists. This is insane, Jay. Shout out, Luca. I have nothing else to say besides this game. Besides, the Nets are 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 embarrassing, and Luka Doncic might be the best player in the NBA right now
1: can't agree with you on that can't can't agree you i got to see more from them i got to see more and i will say this the, the the mavericks aren't sustainable we saw what happened to them in the western conference finals yes Great in the regular season, reliant, heavily reliant on Luka Doncic, but uh, that you need more. Their supporting cast just won't get it done. And we're going to see that in the playoffs. They're one Luka injury away from just ultimately collapsing into a bad team. Who's your next? Who's your number one option? Christian Wood, a guy who wasn't even able to play, wasn't on the floor at the end of the game last yesterday, Jay. You didn't mention that. He wasn't on the floor. He wasn't able. Jason Kidd was not able to keep him on the floor because he was played off the floor by Brooklyn. Um, their small ball lineup, they had to adapt to that. You you forgot to mention that. A lot of teams, yes, B- Brooklyn can't play. Uh, they might get bullied and embodied on the glass, but a lot of teams have to adapt to the small ball lineup of Brooklyn. That's going to come uh, in handy to them. And they're missing two key he role players right now, Jay, let's not forget that Seth Curry, huge part of what they do, huge role player for them. He's going to, he can create a shot as well. Not as good as Kyrie Irving and, and KD, but they can get some offense from Seth Curry. And also Joe Harris, when he's back, he's healthy. They're working him into it. He's a huge piece part of what they do, Jay. So they do have a little more depth two players to be exact, to add to that rotation. So we can't, I can't sleep and, and cut, jump to conclusions about the the nets here in the first five games of the season
0: all right Jay. yeah Jay. We just what are they played? one
1: and four one and three right now <laughs>
0: yeah they're yeah they're they're one and four right now <laughs> we're just yeah. we're just on two different uh spectrums of nah, the, uh, yeah, nah. the pole here jay but yeah, as for, for that's for that so that's for the family out there let us know what's up uh what side of, what side of the spectrum are you on you're on my side jay's side in the middle, let us know, man. But
1: rap about that Lakers. That uh, Lakers yeah, Nuggets. Talk,
0: talk talk to me, let you,
1: you, you, you I'll let you, I'll let you go to this. Talk about this because I know this one's close to home. Oh, this man, one's close Jay, to home, man, yeah.
0: Jay. Um Lakers on Wednesday yeah. lost to the Nuggets, uh one 110 to 99. Um, just first thing I noticed on this game, Jay, was that the—I mean, deservingly so—the Lakers overly paid attention to Jokic. He basically allowed anybody else to 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 get theirs, and that's where you know Bruce Brown ended up with 16 points in that first half. Um, but. Shout out to the Lakers though, because they did make the adjustments because at the end of the game he just finished with 18 points. So that means he scored two points for that entire second half because the Lakers did make the adjustments. Uh and then you know, I, I noticed this isn't something that I'm you know, I'm not a genius for saying this. We've all been saying this, but um, when the Lakers run now, LeBron and Anthony Davis pick and rolls and just surround them with shooters, like they are so good and they are so deadly. I don't understand how this isn't like perfectly clear to darvin ham and rob polinka that like this is clearly the method that's worked history repeats itself lebron's always won and he's been at his greatest when he has shooters around him so i just i don't know how this is like how this roster just still continues to be constructed with non-shooters around lebron um especially russell westbrook him being on the roster um lakers just looked a lot more fluid just with him not being out there um, I, I I do hear that he's coming off the bench tonight for, against the Minnesota Timberwolves. So that will be um, hopefully a good experiment for everyone. So we can realize that that's his position. Uh, and honestly, Jay similar to that Warriors game. Uh, this game was close up until that third quarter in that third quarter, just how the Suns went on a run. The nuggets went on a run. The nuggets ended up scoring, ended up scoring 32 points in that third quarter to the Lakers 17. Uh, the Lakers allowed for 15 points. Fifteen points, Jay. Fifteen fast break points out of the Nuggets. Thirty-four points just in that third quarter. The Lakers didn't take care of the ball, and uh, I mean, after digging yourself into a hole like that, it was just too much to get out of. Uh, the Lakers tried. They, you know, they had that good run in the fourth quarter, ten and zero run, bringing within single digits. But then uh, the Nuggets just put Jokic back in the game. He finished it off for them, and uh, that brought the Lakers to, uh, I believe, that's zero and four. Now we're in five, winless, um, sitting here. Week into the, a week into the league. But um, how would you feel about that game, Jay?
1: Yeah. Number um, one, let's call it what it is. Lakers are a bad basketball team um, as they currently are constructed. And, and and I don't see it getting any better until they move Russell Westbrook. Jay, you talked about before, and I had said, un, un, until he's not on this roster, they're not going to be a good basketball team. Maybe even if he's not on this roster. You're
0: tripping, Jay. LeBron they, and they Anthony be, Davis and Anthony. Maybe Schubert, they won't so come be. Come
1: on, Jay. I, 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 but, but the sad thing is right now, and, and what I saw in this game, is for a while, absolutely, Anthony Davis was a better player than Nikola Jokic. But now I look at the two and I look at Nikola Jokic and I look at Anthony Davis and I look at that performance on – Tuesday night or Wednesday night, whenever the game was. And Nikola Jokic is so much better than Anthony Davis right yeah, now. Clear. It's crazy. It's clear. clear. It's so that's much Jokic. clearer. And for – and, for NJ, and, and let me finish my point. For LeBron – for the Lakers to be any good the way that they're currently constructed, even if you bring in role players – Anthony Davis and LeBron James have to be top 10 players, and Anthony Davis is not playing anywhere close to a top 10 player right now. LeBron. Is it playing like a top-pin player? Until that effort, that piss-poor, lackadaisical effort that I saw on Wednesday night when they played the Nuggets, he looked disinterested, and I don't blame him. The roster construction around him is terrible. The Lakers are looking like a joke organization right now because of. I talked about it before in the beginning of the season how I didn't think they had enough shooters, and they still have the same issues, and they still haven't addressed it. So I really those every one of their faults and we can't blame it on the scapegoat who has been russell westbrook for the, the past however long he's been in part of that organization because he didn't play against the nuggets but, so it's clear now the that they game have Lakers a bad this is the best it's it's clear is, now the best game best it doesn't matter yeah they had a, and they still shot a terrible percentage so their they're not shooters. issue they they're and you can't win basketball again yes, what how do you yes, win a basketball game
0: so explain me how you you expect the next... How do you win a basketball game? game.
1: You, you win by putting the play. ball in the hoop. Yes, and the and Lakers can't and do you, it.
0: And, and guess what, my brother? The shooting isn't the only way to do it. The, no, the people are not going to keep up with the Lakers if they be, be on the trees that they are, if they go inside. Jay, let's be real. You've said it yourself. With LeBron and Anthony Davis on this team and you just take off Russell Westbrook and you have shooters, this team is competitive. Jay, you've said it. You put you no. put the great... Jay, you've said it yourself. Competitive what? Competitive Jay, what? Competitive I said, yes. I play, said... I said They're, they're it, a deep playoff no. team. No. They're a deep playoff team with LeBron and Anthony Davis playing at their best. No, they're not. And you take off Russell Westbrook. Jay. Yes,
1: playing at their best, which Anthony, Davis, Anthony is Davis is playing nowhere near to where his best.
0: Yes, agreed. But they're going I'm to... Waiting, but I'm Anthony waiting. I'm waiting. And play. the
1: Lakers organization is waiting on Anthony Davis to play anywhere close close to his best. Yes, and that's yes, what I'm saying. But the, gap but between, happy- the gap between the gap between and uh, Nikola Jokic and Anthony Davis has widened so far. Why, it's actually a joke, this? and yes. Anthony Davis Nic- should be embarrassed. Nikola Jokic should be embarrassed.
0: Nikola Jokic is also better than four hundred and ninety-nine percent of the players in the NBA, Jay. So I don't understand what kind of point that even is. Nikola Jokic might be the best player in the NBA. So what? What, what point is that? Like, brings? He's not you, the
1: best player in the NBA. He's not the best player. But I will say that that's Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay,
0: but I, w- though, I will say this. But I will say this. What's
1: that? I will say this. I will say this, and, 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 I, and I've been there. The gap between in the Western Conference finals when Anthony Davis was the best player, let's call it what it is, on that team, they don't win, they don't get past Denver. LeBron wasn't that great in that series against Denver. It was Anthony Davis who led them to the NBA finals. Uh, he, beat, he, he was the, hu- the biggest reason why they got past him. I'm talking about that gap in order that gap between Nikola Lyokic then and Anthony Davis bubble bubble, Anthony Davis. He hasn't been the same player since the bubble Jay. That's a fact. Okay, Statistically. But... That's a fact on the court. That's been a fact. Hey, His health has been a four, fact, that's but let me explain my point. I'm saying I said for the Lakers to be any good, they, they have a poor roster construction around them. They're a bad basketball team. What I'm saying is, Anthony Davis hasn't been on the same level or excuse me, not even that he hasn't been on the same level because he hasn't been on the same level since he's been in the bubble. But for him, for the Lakers and the whole reason that I had him at the seventh seed and why they could potentially be better is for LeBron to play at the level. Obviously, he wasn't himself. He didn't play as to the level that we've seen. The first four or three games of the season from LeBron and what he showed last year of being a top 10, top five caliber player in the NBA, still to this day at 37, 38. Um, Him being that and then Anthony Davis being a top 10 player. And I'm saying right now he's nowhere near to that. Is he going to be in in this sometime this season? He could be. But if he's not that the Lakers are going nowhere fast. And there could continue to be poor, and that's what I'm saying, Jay.
0: I, I agree with that point. I agree with that point. Yeah, for for the Lakers to go, Anthony Davis has to go. So I I, I do I do I do agree with that. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's it's it, it's it's a sad situation for LeBron because I mean LeBron's at 37, dude pulling tricks out of his butt, and now we got Anthony Davis like in his and he's supposed to be in his prime in the NBA prime, and you know not showing up. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely right there, Richie. Yeah. Yeah. They the Lakers will not be able to be contenders or anything that uh that anyone thought if anthony davis is not uh at his best I mean, ad goes lakers go man so yeah. right there with you for that jay but all right man all right so we gotta see though M- maybe 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 the lakers get their first win tonight it's friday yeah. uh, october 28th so hopefully they'll get one tonight against the uh timberwolves but um but all right jay um i think it's a good place for us to go ahead and wrap it up jay recap the whole lot of stuff uh talked about a whole lot of stuff we got some we introduce, you know, some videos, you know, that you know for the family out there. Stay tuned because you know we we got more content like this coming. You know, interactive video contents um, and all of that. So, uh, Jay, you got any last words to say before we uh, jet out of here?
1: Yeah, stay tuned, stay tuned, y'all, and stay tuned on this. Will, video will be coming out on Sunday, or excuse me, on Saturday. Um, but stay tuned for tomorrow on our live and also on our stories because I will be live at the Detroit. Uh Detroit Pistons and uh Golden State Warriors game, my Golden State Warriors game. So stay tuned for that. I'll be in the building with my boy Oko and giving y'all some live content, player warm-ups, maybe some player interviews. So stay tuned for that, y'all.
0: Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. Y'all y'all heard that boy Jay Hill. He you know what I'm saying? He going to the game, man. So make sure y'all stay tuned for that. Um, but yeah, man, like I Jay said, um, stay tuned. Uh, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Man, if it's out there, we out there. So just look up Clutch Talk Pods. You're going to find it. But um, if that's it, then we out of here, y'all. Clutch Talk out.
1: Peace.